Tom Malcolm, if it hits the wall, it goes in. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome again to another episode of Dear Me, Pendle Revisited. This is episode six, and this is the class of Holbridge. My name's Reese, as always. Ryan? How we going, mate? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Yeah, the class of Holbridge, it's gonna, it was a big time. Um, we spoke about the uh, the class of Basildon, if you like, um, in the in the first episode, but there was another... Another half, almost to the to the side that came, that sort of ended up being the the side of Pendle. When you look at the names we've had that we've got written down in front of us at the minute, um, these players were, you know, it was a massive chunk of the squad, really. Um, Kersey football's back, mate. I don't know if you <laughs> did you did you catch much of it at the weekend. Uh, I haven't. No, the only thing I read was it um, Leipzig. Uh, was the old Acker destroyer? Uh, did I read that right? I think the first Acker back yeah, and they I've, ruined it. Yeah, yeah. You fucking your favourites letting you down. <laughs> Football's back and we've all fucking lost money uh, to uh, to the betting firms. So you know that's 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 good. Yeah. Bundesliga bush yeah. bush. But yeah, we've got a little we've got a bonus two parter this week. Um, we've, we've this bank holiday weekend. We thought we'd be nice and kind to you out. Put out a two part episode. Uh, for you to enjoy. So, first half is coming tonight um, as you listen to it, and then the, f- the second will be tomorrow night, um, Monday night. Um, so, we're talking about Holbridge. Like I say, there was a lot of players that, that came um, came over from Holbridge throughout the years, and they sort of came, you know, sort of dripped through. And, and the the story starts, if you like, um, funny enough, with uh, with Ducky. Good old Ducky. Yeah, he he, start, he he was in the team alongside Rick, who who sort of we don't really think of as the class of Holbridge, albeit um, he was you know well known throughout all of Holbridge, um, big Ricky Shepherd, and so, but he was he was already at the club. But Ducky was the man who who brought over Jimmy Abraham. Thoughts on Jim Kenzie? Oh mate, I just absolutely loved Jim on the pitch, off the pitch, and he loved all us boys. And what a player, and and, and what a character to have. Have around the club, yeah, he's fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, always pleased that he was a uh, he was on our side. Yeah. Um, coloured, colourful boots, colourful hair. In uh, did he dye his hair in the early days from memory before he went full skinhead? Yeah, I, I vaguely remember. I don't. I, I want to say obviously like a bleach blonde, but I can't remember. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. A sort yeah. of uh, sort of nineties Robbie Fowler, <laughs> sort of mid nineties Robbie Fowler in yeah. the Spice Boys era. That's that it. was that. That was Jim. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he had a he had a little cousin um, who uh, who came over along with alongside another another gentleman, and that was Ben and Royce. Yeah, yeah, Ben and Royce. I mean, what a couple of players they turned out to be in the end. But obviously, when they first come over, I mean, they're not even eighteen, are they? You know, playing for a, a men's Sunday League football team. Um, and neither of them looked out of place either. No, no, that's right. Um, so I remember them coming over to what would have been one of the training sessions over probably Holy Cross that year, no doubt. And uh, Royce's rocked up, Rod Stewart haircut, you know, low low uh, shorts. And uh, that was him for the next sort of eight, nine, ten years, I suppose. Same same <laughs> old look. And uh, Benno, obviously, he grew into an absolute 
phenomenal man. But um, at the time, you know, nice a baby face, nice uh, hair on his head he, he had at the time. But, um, yeah, what was your first impressions of Ben and Royce? Yeah, yeah, similar. I mean, Ben, you know, was a phenomenal player wherever he played, sort of played a little bit more in midfield to start off with and then, you know, became a real defensive stalwart throughout the years. And, and they, you know, they stayed on once, you know, once Ducky and, and Rick and, and Jim sort of moved on. Um, it was a good job we'd had sort of Ben and Royce because they were the ones who sort of brought in the other lads, really. Yeah, and, you know, I'd written a few things down about, about the pair of them and I think no one will disagree, but Ben was probably the nicest man to ever play for Pendle. Um, and not only that, when you've got a nice man, a key, key player as well, monster work rate, uh, massive header on the ball, and I like to think maybe a bit of a silent leader because he weren't the most vocal, Ben, but he was a silent leader and minimum eight out of ten each game and just a generous man off the pitch. And that, that's what I remember fondly about Ben. Yeah, he was a he was like you say he was a, a lead by example kind That's of character. It, yeah, he didn't he didn't need to talk much, and he did he did communicate when he needed to, but he just he just led by fucking being an absolute beast week in week out. <laughs> Royce, like another one, um, as we heard on last week's episode, absolute did a fantastic job for us uh, in goal, um, but concentrating more sort of on the pitch. Royce, he had a good first touch, good control of the ball on him. I felt he had a great distribution of the ball, probably more of an assist man than a goal man. And uh, he was good in the air. But the only thing I would say about him being good in the air is that he'd rather take the corner than be in the box to edit it. That's, mm. that's what I remember about Royce. But he couldn't muck up that air, could he? No, that's right. That's, that's right. So then, after, so then following Ben and Royce, sort of probably only a year, maybe two years um, afterwards um, was a sort of trifecta that, that came over which was uh, Charlie Stewart Jackie Ranger and Jamie Milburn yeah that's right um, I have to be careful what I say about Charlie just in case but uh, when he first came over obviously it was still a young bunch of lads and I think you know even in trading Charlie didn't mind going in goal or doing this doing that but in terms of on the pitch and throughout the years obviously he played left back a lot of his time in front of me, so I got to play with him quite a lot. I felt he was quite a versatile player, Charles. A good passer of the ball, uh, could use both feet, and he enjoyed that sort of overlapping fullback role, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, he had, he had good footballing brain, Chaz. He, he, you know, he was he weren't he weren't always the the quickest sort of thing. He'd, he'd give you everything he everything he had always, but um, but he was he was sensible in what he did sort of thing. He, he read the game well. Um, and, you know, he was always happy to play down there. You know, I, I never really remember him playing down the right side, even though he was a right foot. Yeah, player. that's right. He was the, the sort of inverted fullback, inverted winger, yeah. but he had a good enough a good enough left foot that he was happy enough to go on it. Not too dissimilar to yourself, really, where he was uh, he was happy to go on it. Yeah, and it, you know what? He had a decent shot on him, because in the last couple of years, we, we sort of rotated that more, that overlapping fullback probably come into play that more and more often as I was getting older and slower. And you know what? He, <laughs> he got a few, fair few goals on him in the late couple of uh, seasons and he, he had a good old shot on him. The only, the only negative would be he's not very good in the air. Um, but, he's two foot no, two, that's so right. he, he won't be. No. Fucking his, his, his son's outgrown. Yeah. And, and he, he loved uh, hugging the, his post on corners, didn't he? He loved that post. Yeah, he was a good player, but he was a good man to have there. He knew 
knew his job <laughs> moving on to Jack um, Jack and I've written down in capital letters Jack could play anywhere he, he, he's played all the positions on the pitch probably for Kendall minus probably winger up front maybe I don't know but yeah. uh, he was always very positive Jack good communicator passionate great under understanding nature both on and off the pitch obviously he loved a card or two for descent um, but I think the, the biggest thing Jack loved I think Jack loved the banter and especially the changing room banter more than a lot of people. Yeah, he was a, he was a he was a great lad to have around the thing. I, you know, there there be many memories that come up with Jackie Ranger. There's you know, there's, like you say, the, he liked liked a card, loved the tackle. You know, sort of. I think he uh, he sort of from memory sort of modelled himself in those first couple of training sessions right on Stephen Gerrard. Didn't yes, he? Like, uh, yeah. You know, he was he loved to get about the pitch. He was all over the place. He like delivered a ball, but uh, yeah, would never fucking shy away from a good challenge, Jackie Ranger. Um, and as we said last week, did a fantastic turn for us in goal when he needed to. Um, did a fantastic turn as Shane Ritchie behind the bar, um, down the crane many <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, but he was yeah he was superb lad to have around. And then the other one that joined up um, at that time as well was uh, was Milbo. Yeah, Milbo, slightly different situation with Milbo. Um, I, I remember him coming over and and sort of being quite confident and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, um, and I'm sure he'll agree, it didn't just it didn't work out for him first time round. I don't know whether that was getting in or the starting eleven or staying in or playing where he wanted to play. Milbo, you have to fill us in and maybe thoughts or, or what you know what was going through your head. But the second time when you come back. And I've written down here, monster performances, mate. Um, you understood your role superbly. Confident, strong, but for six foot five, again, not someone that was great in the air, but um, he was uh, highly appreciated. Yeah, as you as you were talking there, I sort of I, I'd sort of forgotten about it that he um, that he sort of had a little bit of a bit of time away, sort of in the middle there. Um, other, you know, other than he's. Uh, He's obviously his travelling holiday that he went on, yeah. but, um, <laughs> that where he was gone and we had the big fucking send off, and he was back three weeks later. But she sure um, can't say that. <laughs> nah, yeah. uh, She's got too many followers on fucking Instagram now to to, to go to war with her. She'll kill me. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Milbo, he had a he, he like I say he, um, he he sort of slotted in. He, he did roll sort of in that sort of CDM yep. role. Um, played right back, centre back. He sort of he, he did a couple, but you know another one, really good reader of the game. What he, you know, he was good when he was alongside Ben because Ben was you know good, great in the air, um, and Milbo was a real good sort of sweeper, drop off, really you know good on the ball, confident on the ball, yeah. sort of thing. And that and you know they they complemented each other well when they played. There. Yeah, and you um, you obviously got man of the match in the cup final, didn't you? If I remember rightly. Well, but what what I'd say about Milbo, he got man of the match in the semi-final when we beat Maryland after a performance I would never forget from any of the Pendle boys. Absolutely fantastic. So, Milbo, if you're listening, well played, mate. Yeah, superb, superb performance. Um, and then sort of from from there, it was a couple of it was a couple of younger brothers and a and a power there. So he wasn't actually from Oldbridge, but he was always sort of seen as part of the part of the Holbridge crew, if you like, and the, or the class of Holbridge. Um, and that was um, Joe Fran, Harry Ranger, and then Tommy, big Tommy Malcolm. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, they come in a bit later. Probably when we did need a bit more of a squad bolster. You know, young men. H, very, very experienced for a young man. You know, playing for um, 
one of the Holbridge sides, uh, Holbridge FC sides. Um, like I say, very experienced, versatile, could probably play anywhere across the back or, or in centre midfield. Um, he had a good football brain on him. He was a good ball winner and very aggressive, very much like Jack as well. Um, and yeah, he sort of he sort of almost sort of took over because Jack had sort of moved on um, from us at that at that stage, sort of thing. I don't remember they, them them Jack and Harry playing together too much, sort of thing, other than the odd friendly mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you say, they sort of replaced the. It, it, you know, Harry's a little bit, little bit quieter than, than Jack, sort of thing, around the group. But he was, you know, on the pitch, you know, very similar, very similar player in that respect, sort of thing. About give you everything. Love to tackle uh, and a very good footballing brain. Definitely, definitely. Joe Fran, Joe Fran, aka Lance, um, uh, another a rogue nickname that God knows like where it came from. We know we know Tomo's come up with it and it's stuck. Another superb nickname, but um, Joe Fran, he's I, I can't find enough words to describe what a player like when he played like absolutely. You know, mesmerised by how he played. It's superb defender. No matter where he played on the pitch, just a superb defender. He had a great engine. He was strong. He wasn't the, the biggest of geezers, but he was strong. He was determined. Another versatile player. Box to box, you know, and a key, key signing, I would say, again. Um, and just a polite and understanding young bloke. And he, uh, he yeah. did a superb job. Yeah, the, you know the apple. The apple didn't fall far from the tree, did it? Really, no. with between sort of Joe and Joe and Ben, both both quiet sort of thing. Um, but you know, fucking Joe found what a fucking engine on him. Like I say, he just run for days, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah, he just run for days up and down the left wing, yeah. um, and he was a real you know real learner of the game as well. You know, in, in terms of he he was wanted to learn learn more. He would he always talk to people. You know, he couldn't. When he sort of found his role at left back, he couldn't really take a throw in. And then all of a sudden, next one one summer, he fucking come back and went, "Boys, I can take a throw in now." <laughs> and as much as that sounds silly, you get fucking so many people who just wouldn't do that yeah. at Sunday League level. Yeah. So to have someone with that commitment in your team, um, and the fact that he was fucking fantastic footballer, you know, again, great reader in the game, good going forward, good going back. Like you say, he was a he was a great great signing for yes, us, definitely. And then Tom Malcolm, if it hits the wall, it goes in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that, that um, catchphrase comes from him having an absolute monster of a right foot on him. Um, big, strong, tall lads. Um, and I, I, I've written down here, it, it maybe was the final piece of the Pendle puzzle that we were looking for and a superb partner to Ben at centre-half. Yeah, he was. That was the. It was like you say. Yeah, that was the. That was the final piece of the jigsaw when it slotted him, and and that was when I felt, you know, us as a side sort of when when we got that little triangle. You know, for me as a goalkeeper, it felt you know yeah. having that triangle of me, Tom, and Ben playing there, and you know, sort of a real settled back back four. Yeah. But certainly though, that settled pairing um, made a massive difference, and. And Tom was, you know, another another great lad to have around the side. You know, real polite, nice lad, nice lad. Um, didn't mind a tackle. Good at good in the air, and it was, you know, it was just a fantastic, fantastic lad to have around the team. Yeah, definitely. And of course, obviously, we we had a couple of guys that that come and helped us out, as we mentioned on uh, one of the previous top fives. Tom Ranger, you know, he helped us out, you know, a few times, and gutted we couldn't sign him. And obviously. 
we can't mention Holbridge without mentioning Berry. As much as you, you know, you didn't necessarily sign and you, and you didn't play, you know, as much as you probably would have liked. Um, great energy and enthusiasm to have around us. And when you turned up for the friendly days, absolutely um, superb, mate. Yeah, no, fantastic. Good little turns they did were when they needed to. Um, so that pretty much sort of sums up, certainly not sums up the Holbridge episode. There's plenty more to come. Oh, yeah. But um, that's sort of the, the the crew, the class of Holbridge, as we said, um, that, that helped Pendle out all throughout the years. Um, but sit tight. Um, we're about to introduce our very first guest to the pod. And we've got a guest today. First one, we have indeed. First oh. one of <laughs> first one we've had. Um, he's in the bath. He's loving life. It's Roycey Aldridge. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Are you okay? Hello, Roycey, yeah. mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. As as lockdown been for you, mate? Oh, boring. Bored out your mind. I haven't got laid in months. <laughs> <laughs> But you're still managing to fly some dick pics around, no doubt. I'm sure oh, keeping mate. yourself busy, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure there's a there's a there's a train of stuff coming in the other way. Kenzie's oh. <laughs> old cautionary, mate. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Superb. Um, so, Royce, I suppose what we want to do is you see uh, our episode one. What we want to do is sort of go back to the start with you if we can and um just tell us how it come about you got over to pendle just just say what you got basically like i'll just i think um what started it jim and ducky were playing pr and uh i remember jim saying to ben one day do you want to come over and play a game and i was with ben at the time and jim said like you're more than welcome to come as well royce and basically like i remember me and ben come with you uh come with jim and ducky in his fucking old RS Turbo. That used to fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we turned up and we played a friendly over Holy Cross on the Astro Turf. And we played quite a decent team. Um, I think we won 3-0 that day and they were quite a decent team. I went in goal and Ben played right midfield, which I can't fucking believe, but he did. Since then, Paul sort of like, well, if you want to sign, then you're more than welcome to sign. And that's how, like, basically, me and Ben... Like got there through Jim and Ducky, to be fair. But I don't, right. I don't think Jim had been there that long at the time. From memory, I don't feel like we had a whole season with Jim before you and Ben joined. Maybe we did, but you know, it was a, a breath of fresh air to have a to have new faces. Pender was always on the lookout for signings. Pete Booth had his ear to the ground. Oh fuck me! He um, used to get people out the back of his van, <laughs> left, right, and centre. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but you mentioned Royce, you, you come over as a as a keeper. Yeah, well, you, you went in goal that game. Had you been? Had you played in goal much before? No, never. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> and I never. The penalty in that game as well. We won three nil, and like honestly, like we turned up, and I saw. I remember seeing Ryan, and like Magic Paul was like he's playing right back. And I remember looking at Ben and being like. Fucking hell, like Maradona's playing right back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he had a worldie and we fucking played, we played really well. And I remember getting in the car on the way home and like Ben was like, you played pretty well in goal to be fair. And I was like, yeah, like I quite enjoyed it. So, yeah. But, but, but Rossi, just, just talk us through why 
why you decided to uh, go and goal that day and well, for that foreseeable season. You, I remember turning up and Paul saying, uh, where do you play? And I went, well, I'll be honest with you, I've always played up front. I've been a centre forward. But for some reason that day, no one wanted to go and go and play and go. And I was like, look, it's my first game over. I'm more than happy going go and do everybody a favour. So that's how it came about. And then I remember Paul after the game, I think, was like, you could do the right favour if you really wanted to. And I was like, do you know what? Like, I've played up front all my life. Why don't I have a go in goal for the season? And I ended up playing in goal for about two years for Pendle, I think. I think it was about two years. Yeah, we couldn't remember if it was just one no, season or was, a second season where you was a little bit like... In, I signed and we was in... Me and Ben signed and we was Div 2 and we got promoted. I don't know whether we got promoted properly, but we got promoted and we went into no, Div 1. definitely not. <laughs> so we went into Div 1. So I was definitely two seasons in goal, Div 2 and Div 1. I remember we discussed it on a, a previous recording how... You thought, do you know what? I'm in the starting eleven if I go and go here, no matter yeah. what. Is yeah, that sort yeah, of fault? Well, me and Ben were young when we signed for you. Like, I think me and Ben were like 16. Like, and I was like, do you know what? Wow. We were young and I was like, do you know what? Fuck it, I'll give it a go and go. And I, I did enjoy it. We played that day and I played in goal and I did enjoy it. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just have a stint in goal. Do you know what I mean? It was it wasn't I d I wasn't heading to the game that day thinking I was going in goal. I was more thinking about playing up front, do you know what I mean? But it ended up being how it was, to be honest with you. So, and for memory, Royce, you, you won player of the season. I can't remember if it was, a, you definitely won player of the season when you were playing in goal. I, I think it was the first yeah. season I got player of the season, yeah. Yeah. So, immediate impact, certainly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Royce, what was your football status at the time? Like, was you playing elsewhere uh, on a Saturday or anything we, like well, that? I was playing, I, I wasn't, we finished the team and we was about 16, 17 and we played for a team and we was playing for them, but it was only youngsters and we was only like, kicking it about it wasn't nothing serious and I'll be honest with you I was playing so much as a ringer for loads of teams like I remember like Jamie Milbourne like he was like he played Saturdays and Sundays and me and him played so many teams on a Saturday and Sunday I played for more teams than freaking anyone do you know what I mean I'd, one time I'd turn up and I didn't know no one and the next week I'll be playing for another team and I'm playing against the team I played for last week do you know what I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> just, I've, I've done Excellent. a year of just being a ringer really and just playing for different teams and then obviously we signed to Pendle and never looked back really after that to be honest with you. yeah decent what was your uh, what was your first impressions when you when you came over sort of thing I just remember seeing Reese and Paul was Paul just made me laugh he was hilarious like I just thought fucking it was the most laid back man and then when Peter Booth cut I was like where has he come from <laughs> Is that Jack Russell still fucking live? Nappy fucking thing. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. Ten, fucking five years old. Uh, uh, and uh, obviously, James Ormsby was, was the place for friendies, wasn't it, really? Because they could open up when obviously the schools weren't there and 3G, like, blinding yeah. in the summer. Um, going back to Ryan's sort of first impressions of what we'd like to know, first impressions of the club as a, yeah. as a club. Not so much the players at this time, but just the club the setup, the personnel, the, the kit, yeah. you know, just well, I, I'm it. not going to lie, when I first turned out, I thought, what a fucking shambles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, and the kit was the ugliest kit I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought, oh my God, who puts lime green with navy blue? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but you, you had you had the silver yeah, numbers. I, I know it was just random and like people were wearing different socks and that, and I've never experienced that before. And I was like, oh, Joe, this is proper like full like 
proper like ringers out the at here. Like people don't we don't even know people's names, you know what I mean? But it was it was a laugh. And I, I think Ricky Shepherd played that day as well. We knew Rick. And uh Yeah, but it's fucking everyone in Oldbridge knows Rick, doesn't yeah. they? Oh fucking hell, honestly. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly. Yeah. Crashing into things, pissed and you know what. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was you. You joined at the time when um, we were still, you know, there was still a fair few rogue characters. Um, you know, you'd have probably caught the tail end of the likes of Dom and. Oh, Roger I was around and... when the fab. I was around when the fab was there. Lee Masson. Like, <laughs> that mate, that the, man, the f- that's the weirdest penis I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but he was a good part and honestly psycho as well bless him like like you said i think you mentioned it before like he he wasn't the best football ability wise but he did not fucking put himself about like his name was his yeah. name do you know what i mean that was it oh fucking brilliant. but yeah no there was some there's, but then there was one geezer who was quite a decent player quite a big bloke but he left I can't remember Brownie. No. Yeah, Joe probably Joe Jody. Eagles, Jody, yeah, he was, was quite decent. He was a big boy, but he was, he yeah, was he, was, he was yeah, he was a good player, Jody. You know, sort of centre mid, centre half. He could, he could do sort of a bit of both, and he was uh, yeah, very good footballer on the uh, on the ball. Sort of Rob, like at the time, <laughs> I thought, honestly, <laughs> like, he looked like later on when. Everton signed Billy Ledmill, mate. It was just that was it for me. I was like, but you know, Rob just surprised me. He was so gangly, but he was quick as well. And I was like, fucking hell. But he obviously, he obviously threatened you enough to make you go and go, mate. Because obviously, you yeah. saw Rob and thought there's too much. Yeah, competition I just thought, now. you I know what? Fuck front. this, I'm going yeah. goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and then I've got to say penalties and things like that. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. And Royce, what did you think about the Spencers? Oh, what? In that in that first initial meeting well, and like, over that first season, thought, well, to be fair, like Danny was the one that like we first like got into a huddle and Danny was like, look, it's a new team, we've got new players and that. And I thought, oh, fair play, like to be fair to Danny, at the time he was there, he was a great captain and he was he was definitely the sensible head, old Thomas Gravison. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, he was a good player, Danny and. For his dad, and like Paul was just like he was a funny bloke. There was no doubt about it. Like some of the things that, like some of the things he'd done. Like, I don't want to speak about it and ruin it for like future things, but some things were just fucking hilarious. And what did you like about Paul's well, it, style? It was more of a like he wanted to win, obviously, and it was more like do you know what, like they might score four, but we score eight. Do you know what I mean? That was the kind of attitude it was like, and. Usually, usually it was the other way around. In those yeah, like, yes. we'd score four. And yeah, score but if eight, he scored yeah, four, he was well yeah. happy. We went down the pub and he was like, we'll score four <laughs> goals. But I remember the first season we signed, yeah. and uh, I did keep a few clean sheets. And he was like, honestly, I've never seen a clean sheet in all my life. Do you know what I mean? I like, <laughs> we did. We kept a few <laughs> clean sheets. We did well. We, like we did all right. But um, I remember Ben. Like Ben always, he's claimed to fame in that first season. He played right midfield and. He's, we played a double header against Shepley. Do you remember them? Yeah. Do you know what? That's the team I was talking about when I, I got concussed and the injuries. Yeah, and he got, he got two, uh, two against them. He got four goals in two games against them. And he still bangs on about it for this fucking day. And do you, do you know what? If we could have had all you Holbridge lot on at once, we, we would have done absolutely like fantastic. You oh, all coming over we've... together. So, moving on, sort of like, 
you know, Paul style and stuff like that. Talking from the early days, and I want you to compare them to the the, the later days and at the end. What was the things you liked about the club? Me and Ben were young. We still couldn't drink in the fucking pub properly. But I just liked the fact it was like, get down the pub after, chat about the game, watch a bit of the football. There's normally a Sunday game on, do you know what I mean? And quite a lot of people would get down the pub and have a laugh and have a drink. And just. And I liked the fact that also we turned up. And even though Danny used to give his inspirational speech and all that, like he did as captain and that, I just think, do you know what? This is a laugh, do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I actually enjoy it, do you know what I mean? And the standard over Basildon wasn't terrible either, to be honest with you. I thought it was quite good standard. So, yeah, it was just everything like that. I was like, I was quite happy with him. Me and Ben was like, do you know what? Jim and Ducky were happy to take us at the time because we didn't drive. And it was just, yeah, it was just decent, really. And um, I suppose it being decent, it, is that why you, you invited well, yeah, that, like, all the other boys yeah, over like, that, that following I, year? I think we was there two years, me and Ben. And then, obviously, Jack and Charlie and Jamie at the time were like, Playing, doing their own thing and that, and there was like, how's that team you getting on for over there? And we're like, we actually really enjoy it. You should come over. And we, they were in an arm room for about a year, and then they eventually did. And do you know what? Honestly, it was like, it was a good thing for like me and Ben for them sign because it got us close together and things like that. It's a sense of the Holbridge boys, and obviously Bells would come back from fucking yeah. the army, and he joined in. He used to try and help out Paul, thinking he's Mike Feeden on the side one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing yeah, he had in common with Mike Phelan was the fucking lack of hair on his head <laughs> but no it, it was yeah. to be honest Joe, I think when our rest of our Holbridge lot joined with obviously John at that time I think it made it a lot more fun in the sense that we all the boys wanted to go down the crane and have a laugh and meet up and things like that we got a bit older do you know what I mean and we was old enough and yeah I yeah, I, I, I think it, I think obviously at the time I think we signed Jack Stam just after them three as well. Jack was quite recent to them as well, and we got quite a few youngsters in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We got not got rid, but a few people left as well. Like Lee Massa, I think. I think when they all signed, I think people like Lee Massa left and things like that. And bless him, he was a, a laugh. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think it was like you say. It was a, that was a real time for sort of. For sort of the, the club shifting, yeah, if you like, into into what it became in that in that second half of certainly mine and Kenzie's time, whereby mm. sort of you know me and Kenzie were the were the youngsters, you know, when yeah. we first joined as well. Sort of, and we was only eighteen, nineteen, and then you guys come in, and then Milbo and that coming in, you know that that was a, a real you know like I say the sort of second wave, and then me and Kenzie became you know the elder. Yeah. You know, obviously Dan was still around pretty much the whole time, but then it was sort of me, Kenzie, and Tomo. With a with the older it older was, heads sort of nice thing and that, and that we all gelled and we ended up getting on so freaking well it was like it, it ended up being for I properly enjoyed it I'll be honest with you I feel like the four years in that spell I really enjoyed it we got on so well the nights out that we yeah. had over the festival and things like that was just and and, w- and what I liked and what you boys probably didn't realise you done is that you gave us lot who had been going out clubbing mm. and, and that for a few years longer you give us another avenue of uh fun times out different people different venues you know we've going into Holbridge having these rogue <laughs> beers on a Friday night well, like, I'm not being funny what, what about Wildgraves you know I mean? we, we end up going Wildgraves well, that was that was exactly uh, that was loose what I like <laughs> Okay, guys, we've 
just about run out of time probably for this first part, but don't worry. There's another part coming tomorrow night where we have the rest of the interview with Roycey uh, and we'll be talking through our top fives. And of course, if there's anything you want to ask us uh, or you want to get in touch, put a topic of conversation idea, anything like that, um, or suggest to us a top five to maybe do one week, then here's how to get in touch. And remember, guys, you can email us at pendledme at gmail.com. And, of course, you can message directly the Facebook page or comment on any of the podcast links. We look forward to hearing from you all. If anyone's got anything that they want to say or suggest or ask us any questions, something you're not sure of. And, of course, if you want to come on as a guest, then let us know. Yeah.